Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for June 17, 2011. It's also episode 666 for AutoLine Daily. So if I say anything evil, the devil made me do it. Last week, Mazda denied it would build a plant in Mexico. Today, Mazda announced it will build a factory in Mexico, along with the Sumitomo Corporation. The Mexican factory will open in two to three years with an annual capacity of 140,000 units. The Mazda 2 and 3 models will be built there and mainly sold in Central and South America. The two companies will also establish a sales company in Brazil that will start operations next year. Sumitomo supplies Mazda with raw materials, components, and equipment. With Mazda dropping out of the Flat Rock plant in Michigan and moving to Mexico, you have to wonder what will happen with the Mustang, which is also made in Flat Rock. The Mustang is on track to sell about 72,000 units this year, but the Flat Rock plant is tooled up to make about 240,000 cars a year. So that is a money-losing proposition, which suggests Ford would want to move the Mustang. But to where? Here's my Autoline insight. If Ford decides to move the Mustang, it would be easier to put it in a plant that already makes rear-drive vehicles. The Dearborn truck plant just up the road would be ideal except that it is running flat out to make F-150s. But if Ford could move some of that truck production to its plants in Kansas City or Kentucky, it might be able to make room for the Mustang. The Dearborn plant, located in the famous Rouge Manufacturing Complex, is the only one where Ford allows public tours. It's also where the Mustang used to be built, so I would not be surprised if it ends up going back there. Automakers are often suspicious of the sales numbers that their competitors report. Some years back, Cadillac falsified its numbers to look better than Lincoln. But now Chinese automaker Hatai has taken it to a new level. According to China AutoWeb, the company has been inflating its sales for years. The China Association of Automobile Manufacturers checked registrations against sales claims and found that since 2008, Hatai claimed it sold over 180,000 vehicles, but only 45,000 cars were actually registered. This chart shows how much it's been exaggerating sales. Hatai's claims are in red, and the actual sales are in blue. I guess you could say Hatai was caught red-handed. Just a few days after blocking a bill that would drop subsidies for ethanol, the U.S. Senate turned right around and approved a bill that would drop them. By a wide margin, the Senate voted to drop a 45 cent per gallon subsidy and drop a tariff on imported ethanol. Here's some of my Autoline insight. Most people don't realize that that 45 cent subsidy goes to gasoline blenders who blend ethanol with gasoline. And that's mostly done by the oil companies, not the ethanol producers. If this bill goes into law, you can expect an immediate increase in the price of gasoline. But we can't expect more political wrangling over this issue. The White House says it is interested in reducing that subsidy, but not eliminating it altogether. As far as dropping the import tariff on ethanol goes, 
it wouldn't have that much impact immediately. Right now, the U.S. is producing so much ethanol, it's actually exporting some of it, including to Brazil. Ford is betting big on Asia. Last week, it announced plans to increase its global sales by 50%, aiming for 8 million vehicles a year by 2020. China and India play a huge role in that strategy. According to the Wall Street Journal, Ford will expand its Chinese model range from just five vehicles today to over 15 in the next four years. Some of those new offerings will sell for less than $14,500, a segment that makes up about 70% of the Chinese market. And the story is almost identical in India. It's jumping from three vehicles to eight, some of which will cost less than $8,500, a price point that makes up about 70% of the Indian market. But Bloomberg reports sales of the Ford Figo introduced last year are starting to falter. The hatchback accounts for 80% of Ford sales in India. Part of its plan includes bringing the Fiesta to India, but with a price almost twice that of the Figo, it may not help stem the tide. Ford is the number four automaker in India behind Maruti, Hyundai, and Tata. Big day in Saudi Arabia. Women are taking to the roads today illegally to protest the fact that they are not allowed to drive. They're also using social networks like Facebook and Twitter to spread the word. Many of these women have international driver's licenses because they like to drive when they're out of the country. And all I can say is, you go girls. Coming up next, Bob Lutz lashes out at business schools and blames them for much of the problems in American business. Reducing exhaust emissions, aerified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability, DowAerify.com. As you know, we've been giving out a free and autographed copy of Bob Lutz's new book every Friday this month. Well, he's my guest on AutoLine Detroit this weekend, and as you'll hear in the following clip, he's really glad that China is furiously building as many business schools as it can. I think the business schools um, have a have to bear a heavy guilt burden because my, my point is I, ever since leaving General Motors I've met a number of entrepreneurs and I find that their approach to business is refreshingly simple uh, come up with a significantly better product or service uh, manufacture it and make sure that your revenues are higher than your costs and that basically sums up the whole science of business administration but what's happened is uh, there's been this almost deliberate intellectualization where uh, people go to the business schools, they learn all these techniques and methods and analytical techniques and so forth, and it's always about divining the future. Recently, I had um, lunch or dinner with a Chinese CEO, actually the CEO of Wu, Wu Ling, and he told me with some pride that China was putting in no less than 40 graduate, graduate schools of business administration. I said, boy, that's the best news I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Peter DeLorenzo and Chubba Chetta are also on the show with me, which you can watch on our website or hopefully on your local public television station. AutoLine is now carried in more than 30 major markets across the United States, and it's widely available in Canada. In fact, that's how you can win the last free copy of Bob's book, Car Guys vs. Bean Counters. 
right to your local public television station and tell them you'd like them to carry out a line. If they already carry it, thank them for doing so and send us a copy of the email. We'll select the lucky winner from one of those emails. And this week's winner for the book is Scott Hood, who wrote to WEDU in Florida. Thanks, Scott. And you're really going to enjoy this book. Hey, before we go, check out Roundabout tonight for a fun start to the weekend. The crew's special guest this week is Zach Bowman from Autoblog. Watch the live broadcast on our website, AutolineDetroit.tv, starting at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Whew! This means we made it all the way through episode 666. We'll see you Monday. Hey, America, I'm hitting the road for some research. I'm starting in California. Stopping in Asia. And wrapping up in Europe. Before heading back to Detroit for the first ever AutoLine After Hours Fantasy Automotive Draft. For all the details, check our website, AutoLineDetroit.tv, and join us there Thursday, June 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern as we draft our automotive super teams. You can keep a secret, my first round draft choices.